Yo. Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing great right now. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, Fitch Smash, guys. Right? We're going to do it. Everybody needs to know how to fight. Everybody tells you to train, to take on martial art of some kind. But most, most, most stuff out there you're going to find is based around sport. And uh, although Fitch Smash can be used quite well in sport, which I've demonstrated over 18 years professionally fighting, but it can also be adapted quite easily to self-defense and combatives. So we'll talk a little bit about that. If you have questions, put them in the chat. I'll get to the uh, the uh, whatever ones first. All right, super chats. Um, yeah, let's play a little music, man. Because I know you guys can be lazy and slow getting on. Make sure you share. Tell your friends to come join in. We're rocking and rolling. There's only two things in this life that make it worth living. That's Uke's too good and firm feeling women. I don't need my name in the marquee lights. I got my song and I got you with me tonight. Maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love. Let's go to Luke and Buck, Texas, Wayland and Willie and Successful life for a living's got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoys. Between Higgins' pain songs, Blueberry Train songs, and Blue Eyes crying in the rain, out in Luke and Bach, Texas, ain't nobody feeling pain. So, baby, let's sell all your diamond rings, buy some boots and faded jeans, and go away. Coding ties choking me in your high society, you cry all day. We've been so busy keeping up with the Joneses, four car garage, and we're still building on. Maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love. Let's go to Luke and Buck, Texas. Wayland and Willie and the boys. This successful life for a living's got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoys. Between Hagwin's pain songs, Newberry's train songs, and Blue Eyes crying in the rain. Out and looking back, Texas, ain't nobody feeling. Luke and Bach, baby. That's where it's at. I bet you they ain't wearing no mask in Luke and Bach. Ain't no, there ain't no vax pass. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Luke and Bach. I bet. Um, what's my dream uke? I don't I don't know enough about ukes to uh to be able to to pick, right? Um 
you know, whatever sounds good. Kala, uh, this is, sounds wonderful. Like I just, I grab them and ones I feel like they're good to play and feel good in my hands and sound cool. I got one that's like a local local place in Maui. It sounds cool. Um, and I don't know enough about ukes to, uh, to be able to tell. I'm not really a musician. I'm a technician. I learned technique and uh, learning chords and strumming stuff. It's really it's technique, and I transfer that over, and I'm able to do it. Um, turn this off. Turn it off. All right. Yeah, this is this is on the horizon. This is on the horizon. This is something that I am. It's on the vision. The uh, I'm streamlining things. I was doing too much, and I'm going to focus more on just developing the fish stuff. And that's why I want to kind of do this. Um, so. I will have certification uh, eventually. And what we'll do is we'll have a like a three, four day retreat um, and people will come out and get certified. And in my system, I have um, there's really, you know, five pillars. There's there's six, too, I guess, technically. Right. But in the in the in the fish mash system, there is diet and nutrition. Yeah, it's one of the pillars. And you're going to have. Um, uh strength and conditioning it's another one so you know uh we'll have my uh stuff with that you know i'll be putting more stuff with that out for people i have a little bit of it on gum road right now with the 12 minute bike routine that's part of it uh and you know i have my lifting blog and uh lifting blog post it's available on my website jumpish.net and then i have the resistance band training uh, which also describes kind of what I'm doing. I also have uh, I have a partnership with Her Her Herculean Strength uh, and their Gum Road, and you can um, get combat sports. It's a combat sports guide, and you can get the uh, stuff for football and uh, rugby, as well as my uh, MMA lifting protocol with that so that's part of my fish smash system there but then i have the actual fight stuff i have three main compartments of this and uh the first one is a i call amos it's an acronym amos that's achieve and maintain operational status okay get up stay up that's what that is can you stay up on your feet because operational status is you're on your feet you can access weapon systems which could be actual weapons or it could just be your hands uh it also could be communication phone CB, walkie-talkie, whatever. You can call for help. Uh, and you can move. You're mobile. That's that's Amos. It's the first one. Number two is close the distance, subdue, and submit. Okay? You need to force a clinch. You need to take the person down. You need to wrap him up, whether you're arresting him or securing him so that he doesn't hurt anybody else, hurt himself, or um, you're fighting and you're trying to submit the guy, trying to put him away. And then the last one is stand and fight. And the edges of these three compartments are a little blurred because part of stand and fight is going to be a little bit of Amos because you're going to have to uh, stay up, you know, the get up, stay up with the Amos, achieve and maintain, maintain an operational status, being able to stay up on your feet. But I can block it off into three parts so that I can focus on those three parts of teaching. And uh, I'll have to put in some more time to see how long it takes to get through everything because it might not be enough to go through all three of them in one weekend. You may have to do three different weekends. Uh, but that's the idea is I will have uh, 
system that I can certify people to instruct my system in. And, you know, one of the big things I notice is guys need a lot of self-defense. We talked about this in previous shows and I'm going to have kind of a shortened version of my system in, in what I'm going to call practical self-defense and it's going to be pitch smash practical self-defense and it'll be kind of a, a quick run through of that stuff because you don't need a lot of takedown stuff in self-defense. You rarely do. I think you should ever engage in a ground fight in self-defense, even if you're, um, taken down, you fall down, somebody falls on top of you. I'm not a big uh, proponent of sitting there and trying to submit the guy, trying to choke the guy, trying to leg choke the guy, trying to sweep or leg lock the guy. I don't think it is smart to be in a committed ground fight if you're out on the street in a self-defense situation. Because rarely is a self-defense, a true self-defense situation one-on-one. You have bystanders around, somebody could kick you in the head while you're on the ground. My line of thinking is your first objective in that type of scenario is to get up, get back to your feet. And a lot of what I focus on is getting back to your feet from, from, from the ground in my Amos uh, stuff. Um, I also, a lot of the stand and fight stuff has a lot of framing. And um, it's, some people say it's similar to some of the spear stuff. I never took the spear stuff, but techniques that work are techniques that work. Uh, some of the stuff I got from Muay Thai because of the way that they neck wrestle and control framing in order to create space and throw knees and things, uh, push off and throw kicks. It works very well at a self-defense type situation. When I was in Vegas and my coach, Nick Blumgren, one kick Nick, uh, was teaching stuff. He had done self-defense, not self-defense, but he'd done uh, you know personal security for people. That Rico Suave guy, he used to do per, uh, personal security for him all the time. So he's got... Uh, a lot of experience with, with with security type stuff, and he's done training and trained people in that. And he had a lot of similar ideas, and we exchanged a lot of stuff with framing and uh, maintaining distance on your feet also, a lot of neck wrestling type things or pummeling type things. Uh, you know, so I've got a, a wide variety of experiences. Uh, I got my uh, MACP level four instructional certifications. I don't teach MACP because I think it's a flawed system, but I learned a lot about what they're teaching people and what they put a uh, focus of emphasis on for things that people need to learn. Learning about, uh, you know, with, with weapons, like I don't I teach unarmed stuff, but like a lot of people dismiss self-defense because, oh, I have a concealed carry permit or I have a gun, but these idiots don't train situations where they have to pull their gun out fast they don't train situations where they have to do weapon retention. They don't train situations. Uh, you know, one big thing that I learned was the 20 foot rule when we were doing this stuff. And the 20 foot rule is basically you could, we stood there with our, we did this two different, I did two different places. They had this So the 20 foot rule is like a fairly common drill that's done. And they do it specifically to teach you about the fallacy of how safe you are with a gun. You're not that safe, even with a gun, because, we had our gun with our holster. It was it was charged, right? We already racked it. It was ready to shoot. Safety off. All we had to do is draw it, fire. We put the guys out at 20 feet. We measured off 20 feet. And uh, they had like, uh, once we had, it was like our jiu-jitsu belts. We were trying to hit each other with the jiu-jitsu belt. The other guy was going to run at you. We were going to say, go. 
you had to pull your gun and shoot. Uh, one, we used airsofts. One, we used real guns, but we used sim rounds. And you had 20 feet to shoot the guy, and he was going to hit you with the thing he had. Uh, the second time we did it, he had like a, a, a foam thing to hit with. But it was a clear demonstration that even with a gun that was ready to shoot, 20 feet was barely enough time, right? And only sometimes we're able to do it. Barely enough time. Like highly trained guys can get off maybe two shots. But most people are going to have a hard time getting one shot off. And that's when the gun's ready to shoot already. That's not you're walking down the street and you're doing whatever and somebody goes by and they're going to attack you. And then you have to you charge your gun, safety off, and then fire. Totally different scenario. And the chances that you were able to fire and get a round off before that guy hit you was like almost impossible. It was very difficult. And you also learn from these guys that one round, like guns aren't magic, like bullets aren't magic. You shoot a guy once, that's that's rarely enough to stop him. You're not going to stop him in his track. He's he's going to keep coming. Uh, They're saying like at least three. You're going to have to put three bullets in him, center mass, and then he's still going to take a, a couple minutes maybe to bleed out. It's not like a. It's not the movies. You're not going to shoot him once and he blows up. It's going to blow back 20 feet. Um, <clears throat> so there's like that big fallacy in this false safety and security and the fact that you have a gun on you. Most people are not going to be able to draw their weapon and fire inside of 20 feet. Like it was hard to do it. We knew the guy was coming at us. Like the second time we did it, we were on a different scenario and uh, they put like a garbage can over our head. So we didn't know where the guy was coming from. But it was still, the, the gun was ready to shoot. <clears throat> right? It was an active firearm. All we had to do is pull, aim and shoot. And that was still damn hard. We also discovered how often you have mechanical like failures of the weapon itself it breaks down like sometimes something goes wrong and the bull doesn't come out again it doesn't shoot <clears throat> uh something's blocking the slide bullets jammed a little bit we notice that like every one out of ten times you had a weapon malfunction and you didn't get a shot off in that situation your life would be a situation like you if you didn't train weapon retention that guy's going to hit you and possibly take your gun away from you <clears throat> um, I don't even know if this is a, a laminate, honestly. I forgot. I forgot. It just looks cool. It sounds awesome. I'm not a very nerd. I like playing, but I'm not as nerdy about it. As, uh, I think it's got, it, I think it's wood. I think it's real wood. I'm pretty sure it's real wood. I'm one of those type of guys who like goes for the real Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think most of my if I have a choice, I've been I've been going with the solid wood. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive this is solid wood. This might be mahogany. Yeah, this is like uh, I have several. If you guys see any pictures, I got some pictures up on the wall. Uh, Lee. Chiming in, yeah, I saw that the uh, the guy was getting up, and people were complaining that uh, he kicked him too early. But it was legal because they have the rule now: if you have uh, one hand, if it's one hand, it's legal. So that guy, he looked like he even was coming up, had both hands up. But yeah, he was rocked, and again, he didn't create enough space before he came up, got punted in the face. Absolutely, Lee. 
<laughs> Shady electrician, but <laughs> which one? Oh, that's funny. Um, I mean, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't even I don't even pay attention to those guys. It's all pro wrestling shenanigans to me. I don't find it entertaining. I don't like to watch. I don't pay attention to any of the MMA stuff. I, I watch the fights, but I turn the sound off. So I have no idea what anybody's talking about. I don't listen or read any of the press stuff. Sometimes things pop up in my timeline, but it's just it's it's been ruined for me. It's like pro wrestling. I'm not that interested. I still like watching fights though. Yes, your gun is not a bazooka. It's not magic. It's not a magic wand. I have concealed carry permits. So, like, the, how often do you get to actually train in a close quarter situation or any situation where you are practicing drawing your weapon of somebody coming to attack you? What's the chances that you shoot a guy once and he stops? It could take somebody 20 minutes to bleed out. You don't think he could put hands on your gun and then take it away from you in that time? You're, you're lying to yourself. And it's always these big fat guys that say that stuff. Oh, I have a concealed carry. It's like, so? Like, if you don't kill him on your first shot, like, he's going to beat you to death before he bleeds out. And, like, it won't take much because you're so out of shape. Like, you'll get winded from him punching you. Get in shape. Quit making excuses. Quit making excuses, guys. Yep, when you're under stress, when you're under stress. Yeah, and that was one big thing, too, is, like, you're under stress. Like, you knew... This guy was coming to hit you, and it still wasn't like you're going to die. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to get hit with a belt. Like, it was going to sting a little bit. But it was enough to, like, make you rattled, and you would, you know, have issues. Sometimes you might not even hit the guy as he's running at you. <clears throat> oh, man. Oh, I think I got – I think I remember it's – uh. I can't remember it being mahogany because there were other options about uh yeah it being um plywood, not plywood laminate yeah i remember talking about the laminate because i was looking specifically for a plug-in because i wanted to get an amp and stuff uh what do i think needs the win from the guy on bottom well, I mean, in MMA, like, don't be on bottom. Get on top, <laughs> basically. You know, I think it's uh, your submission attempts, your sweep attempts are going to come from you escaping from bottom. As you fight to your feet, things will open up because once you start to move and once you start becoming mobile on the ground, you make that guy react to your movement. And that guy reacting to your movement is what's going to open up the submissions. That's what's going to open up the sweeps. If you are sedentary, stuck in one spot, and you're just like looking and fishing for submissions, maybe you'll hit, you know, uh, something if the guy's tired. But it's, it's rare. It's really rare in MMA today. You'll notice the fights that get finished with the submissions usually are coming from transition to transition. And if you're not moving, there's no transitions happening. You're just getting punched on top. And if there's not enough action on top, you're probably going to get stood up. Uh, I am a black belt. I'm a black belt. I would probably be on my third stripe right now, but I don't have – I'm a, like a ronin. I don't have a jiu-jitsu instructor. I don't have a jiu-jitsu coach. And I don't want to pay 
into IBJJF. Like it's like 500 bucks and you have to re-register every year. I'm like, screw you. Like, why? I don't, I don't agree with <laughs> have like, why does this organization have say over my status? Like, no, thanks, man. I got my belt from Dave Camarello who got his belt from Health Gracie. I have lineage. I don't, I don't care to pay for my belt. So I'm just black belt, I guess, but I should be, I think three stripes. I got mine in 2008. But yeah, so back with, uh, you know, the Fitch smash stuff. So I'm going to be doing seminars, privates. I have people coming to my garage who are coming to learn. There's a lot of guys in the Red Pill community that are, are uh, reaching out because it's important to join a gym where you can do jujitsu and stuff regularly. But if you're not actually going through scenarios that might pop up in um, in life out on the street, you know, somebody talking shit, somebody taking a swing at you, the universal punch, everybody knows the universal punch. If you don't have the defense for the universal punch. You know, all the jujitsu belts in the world aren't going to do a lot of good for you. It's better to know something over knowing nothing, 100%. And I highly encourage people to get into martial arts that allow you to spar because you get regular uh, exposure to live action. And that is where the real education happens. That's where the real growth happens. You know, you're not just doing katas. You're not just doing drills. You need to learn the technique. You need to do the drills be competent with those things. And then you need to be put into live scenarios where you can test them out. You know, you get put on your back and somebody on top of you and they're trying to hold you down, put on your back and somebody on top of you and they're trying to punch you. Uh, you know, you're pinned up against the wall and you need to, you know, deal with them pinning you up against the wall. Those are things that you need to run through and help you get used to and accustomed to so that you're not in a bad spot out on the street because you know you could take somebody down armbar them whatever on the street and even at, like, even after you armbar somebody and you snap their arm that might not be the end of the fight that might not be the end of the fight that guy could be a crackhead that guy could just be uh stupid <laughs> snapped his arm he's mad now he wants to pick up a rock and, and come after you you may have to do more than than apply sport oriented techniques to the guy in order to escape the situation and uh, be safe, be healthy, not get stomped. I've told this story before on the show, but I, I remember one of my buddies in college, they, they, they got into a fight in front of a house with some, some people passing by, whatever. Uh, alcohol definitely was involved. It always is usually. And, he was on top of a guy near a car on the sidewalk, hitting the guy, dominating the situation, but he wasn't paying attention to anything around him. The guy's girlfriend runs up and hits him in the head with her purse. She had like a, a one of those Mad Dog 2020, I think, bottles in her in her purse, hit him in the head. So he got he ended up getting a big like cut on his head from from that. Same situation. It's not always it's not most times it's not a good idea to engage in a ground fight usually not unless you are in a sport related activity like there's no guarantee that it's one-on-one -on -one. now if you can quickly finish with neon belly and get up 
and not be engaged in there anymore. That's you're better off. But in self-defense, it comes down to escaping, get away. You don't need to be there. You don't win any trophies. You're not winning any awards. Big John's not going to lift your hand up and talk about how awesome your submission was. He's not going to talk about how awesome your knockout was. Get away. If you knock somebody out, they hit their head on the ground and die, you're going to prison. That's your award. That's your that's the trophy you get. Going to prison. Maybe you hit somebody, break your hand. Now you've got fucking $10,000 in medical bills because you had to get surgery on your bones so you go back to work. Right? Maybe you're an electrician and now you can't do your electrician job because you have a broken hand. How's that? How's that working out for you then? How is your pride? Is it worth it? Was it worth it at that point to do that to yourself? Oh, well, at least I showed him. No, you didn't show anybody any shit. You act like a dumbass. And now you're injured and can't make money. Your chick's going to leave you for somebody who can't make money. Right? And now your hand may even hurt for the rest of your life because it healed funny. What's up? Tyler Durden, a stupid name, says, uh, I'm cool with leaving a 20-year war, but why did uh, we leave helicopters, Bradley drones, and guns? I'm drinking bourbon and fair, I guess. Uh, yeah, because we have, uh, we're going through a collapse, guys. This is a collapse of the U.S. We have a, uh, incompetent leadership, absolutely incompetent. These people are all about, you know, everybody's everybody's a nice person. Everybody should just get along and hold hands. That's not that's not reality. They're playing this uh, equity game and they're playing this everybody's everybody's a good person game. And they're going to lose. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They're screwing up constantly. And that's it's a that's a sign. Everybody else who left Afghanistan, usually it was right when they were collapsing. I don't, I'm not saying that's the sole reason why, but there's a lot of things going on. And uh, enjoy the decline, guys. Yeah, you're not wrong. They will be used against uh, other people. But hopefully we stay the hell out of there. We shouldn't have been there in the first place. But yeah, the, the way that we left was not the way we should have left. Force Continuum. Is that, is that in Star Wars? Uh, I should look it up. We'll see. Yeah, Afghanistan is the graveyard of empires. So, uh, yeah, guys, learn some self-defense because things may get a lot rougher here. It's already getting rough in certain cities, certain places. I'm stuck in, in San Jose and if supply chains get cut off and people start not having food, like you better be prepared. You better be ready to get yourself out of bad situations, situational awareness all the time, making sure that you're not getting yourself into a bad spot. You're not going to be able to get out of. That's one of the biggest things, man. I'm always looking over my shoulder. I'm always looking around what's going on could pop off at any seconds. And I, I'd it's not about living paranoid. It's just like understanding reality, understanding the history of humankind. And we don't live in 
this whatever this peaceful uh time it's more peaceful than other times but it doesn't take long for things to degrade into chaos China, USA, Britain just walked away. Probably rare earth minerals and computer chips. Yeah, there's tons of uh, tons of uh, minerals in Afghanistan and the and the opium, of course, big money in the opium trade. CIA was probably heavily invested in extracting as much wealth from the opium as they could there. But yeah, China is going to be dealing with those guys, I think, a lot. It's one of their moves towards, you know, taking out the U.S. All right. Um, but yeah, so now the real terrorists are uh, anybody who doesn't want to get the vaccine. You're a terrorist now if you are opposed to the government. That's... Uh, that's what, the, that's what they're saying. We're all terrorists now. All right. So if you guys haven't uh, checked it out yet, I have I have a bunch of stuff on Rockfin and on YouTube. I think I have more stuff on, on Rockfin even. But um, let's look. Let's share screen. Bazinga. So... Fitch Smash. I have a Fitch Smash thread. Or not a thread. What's it called? A thing with all the Fitch Smash stuff. Fitch Smash for MMA. I have uh, some old drills we were doing. Uh, old seminar stuff. That I've done. I think I have a seminar coming up here in September. Uh, I'll have more news about that once it's confirmed. But here, this is a, I think I've showed this to you guys before. I can turn off the sound. But this is a, oh, it's going so slow. We were in, Virginia, I think, and we were uh, testing out some stuff on the ground. And we had uh, Dave Camarillo there on bottom. This guy on top was not even a blue belt. Limited experience, a little bit limited not knowledge on control. And Dave was trying to submit him. His only thing what he was allowed to do was submit. And uh, the top guy is just tapping him with the hands. Dave is uh, putting his feet on the hips. You see him trying to fish for triangles. And this guy has, you know, less than blue belt experience, so he can feel the triangle kind of coming, and he knows to avoid it. Dave's trying to get angles, trying to get for the arm. And a good amount of time passes. I think it was over a minute that Dave was doing this and, and couldn't, couldn't get a submission. Couldn't figure it out. It was too, it was too hard. And um, the guy wasn't bigger than Dave, same size. Dave's also wearing some, some. Uh, he's got a vest and some 
belt stuff on for uh, you know the military experience, trying to see what it was like with the equipment. And you can see that he he struggled. He could not get to the submission. We uh, we put him in a worse position for him to try again up against the cage. So this time he's doing the same thing, trying to submit the guy again up against the cage. But he gets frustrated. They've got frustrated and kicked him away and stood up. And that took him about seven seconds. <laughs> okay. He wasn't supposed to get up there. He was supposed to focus on just getting the submission. But you see, he didn't like where he was, how he felt. He was getting choked a little bit by the vest thingy he's got on. And he just decided to get up. Going back to that. Now he's just trying to sweep or stand up. Gets to a sweep right away. Took like five, six seconds. Once again, here we go. Boom. And Dave, Dave isn't even using knee shield at all here, which is a large component. There's a little bit of a knee shield. It's a large component for uh, fish smash is using that knee shield. It's a way to build frame, keep you away from you. And you see, like, when he's just trying to get up, so much faster so much faster just to get back to his 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 feet right he didn't have to spend a ton of time getting away now uh if dave uh spent more time working on that stuff which i'm sure he has since because that was almost 10 years ago that was 10 years ago um you'll see that there are times in those transitions where he could very well submit the guy. You know, there are things that pop open more when you are trying to escape. Okay. So this is a big part of the Amos that I'm, I'm teaching is create space and get away. I, I teach that you should be focused on imagining yourself in a kiddie pool. You're in 18 inches of water. Anytime you're on the ground and if you stay on the ground, you're drowning. You have to get your head above the water. If you don't get your head above the water with urgency, you drown. Okay. It puts, uh, puts a lot of pressure, not pressure, but it puts a lot of, you know, motivation under you, it lights a fire under your butt to get yourself up and away. Okay. I have, Something I've come up with, I call the seven essential movements. And those seven essential movements are basic movements, line drills, things you can do on your own that allow you to uh, get back to your feet. You create space. Okay. So this is one of them that not a lot of people uh, know or have seen. This is what I would call it, a tactical hip escape. It's more modified. You can see I use uh, that forearm, there, the forearm and the knee shield, elbow connected. That creates a frame that keeps them from getting to your belly, your, your weak belly there. Once I'm in that position, 
this is all stuff that should be up on the uh, the YouTube's. Where is the thing? Oh, there it is. All right. I'm over exaggerating the movement so you can see. I'm getting my ass off the ground. Lifting my ass, readjusting, using my core. This is a lot harder to do by yourself than when you have somebody pushing in with body weight. You have that body weight pushing on you, it gets much easier to slide across the mats. This is one of the ways I keep mobility on the ground as I'm uh, on bottom. I can use this to get them to chase, or if they don't chase, I can start to come up to my feet once I've got enough distance. I also have use of that bottom leg to uh, kick the guy away when I'm, when I'm down there in that position, okay? Oh, somebody's daring me to shave my beard. That was, that's my friend. Uh, that might happen tonight. I might shave the beard tonight. There's my face without the beard. What do you guys think? I've had a beard for a while. See, like, here's the, here's the no beard face. It's a stupid look on my face, but that's the no beard. Here's the beard. Still a stupid look. It might, it might happen. Because it's getting, I don't know, man. I've had my beard for a while. It doesn't take long to grow back. Um, yeah. Okay. What else do I have? Where else am I? I have some more uh, seven essential movements. Okay. And this one is also one of the quintessential movements you need to know for not getting stuck on bottom. Okay. Stand and base. Uh, I pair this together with the uh, hip escape because you got to create space before you create elevation. So you'll see me here, hip escape, throw that elbow back, get my butt behind the elbow, hand comes back, foot comes to the end, back to my feet. This is the most technical way to get up without getting overrun, without giving your back and running away. Keeping my opposite hand up to block, keep people away. Okay. It's not super complicated, but it needs to be done correctly. It needs to be done step-by-step. Uh, step. You don't want to skip steps because when you skip steps, you end up falling you know falling down and you don't want to fall down in a situation where you are you're fighting for your life okay uh let's see what is another um Yeah, guys. So if you haven't yet, you know, subscribe, of course, like, subscribe, check out. Check out the technique. There's also more, I think, on um, Rockfin, I'm pretty sure.
I have my techniques and stuff up on Gumroad. Two, let's see. We'll go rock I need to rechange my rock fin. I don't even do this show anymore. Tits. But yeah, uh, so yeah, Rockfin guys, if you haven't joined Rockfin, join Rockfin. Okay, it's free speech. You can say whatever the hell you want to on there. I won't get banned. I get paid in cryptocurrency. A lot of other great creators on Rockfin. Uh, it's $9.99 a month, or you can pay for a whole year and save yourself. It's like two free months, so it's like 100 bucks or 99 bucks for the whole year. Uh, I have a lot of premium stuff here, which is our seminars and uh, techniques. Right? The seminars that I sell on Gumroad are free once you pay and get behind the premium paywall here. Um, I got lots of technique stuff. I got my Bellator Fight Week stuff there also. Um, my hand fighting seminar is available. Those techniques are available on Rockfin uh, in case you don't want to buy them on Gumroad. Loads of uh, loads of stuff for you guys to see. And uh, I need to get the hep guy, the cauliflower and cocktail hour back. Are some uh, yeah by MMA by Indian Land MMA. Uh, I show you how to prep my protein. Loads of good stuff here. Uh, let's see. So I have all of my which ones. Ninja Toe. Uh, They pinch pass, striking, down block. The uh, the down block stuff, those wrestling drills are great for developing um, recognition of where the shots are coming from, where they're taking place, what they're trying to attack. You learn those things at a wrestling level. It helps it become much easier for you to recognize them at striking level because you're up much higher. And you're able to make slight adjustments in order to defend and keep them away from getting to your legs, getting to your hips. If they can't get to your legs, can't get to your hips, you're going to dominate the clinch. You're going to dominate from the stand-up because they can't get you to the ground. They can't get to what they need to to put you on the ground. And if you can do that, you are ahead of the game. But I need to put more, put more of my stuff up there. Small group Q&A. That I did recently. Good stuff. Loads for you guys to learn. Chains levels kick the calf. Kick the calf. Are you uh, talking about from standing kicking the calf? Calf kicks are uh, they're good, man. Yeah, cracked ribs are no fun. Uh, you need to go and eat some barbecue ribs. It's the best way to heal injured ribs is to eat um, ribs. It's the best 
that's the best way to do it. That's what I think. I might keep the mustache. Maybe I'll keep the mustache, grow an Omni-Man mustache. What do you guys think? I'm a big fan of Omni-Man. Don't drown. You've got it. Don't drown. You want to get up to your feet. Do not drown. It's not the way to go. It's not the way to live. Um, what else we got here? Yeah, guys. I've also been uh, putting stuff. I have technique stuff up on the Patreon. Hey, dudes, I have a Patreon Smash Society. This is open to anybody, but uh, I highly encourage anybody in the Bay Area here to uh, join because we do, uh, we've been doing monthly meetups and uh, I give discounts to guys for small groups, privates who are, mem are members of, uh, of uh, Smash Society. And um yeah it's fun we share a lot of red pill ideas on this and uh i've got the uh the workout stuff is also i may usually put up a week a video every week and then i uh i have some of the technique stuff is up there also i think to put some more up there I'm trying to grow that you don't have to be in the main area to be a part of that but um, if you are, it's added bonus to get to do some of the meetup stuff. I think we're going to try to do, I want to do an ax throwing because there's an ax, there's an ax place in San Jose. We got to get the guys uh, on board and you have to pay ahead of time. Or at least I want everybody to pay ahead of time because I don't want to get you know, stuck being on when it shows up. Yes. Um, you want to protect your loved ones? I can teach you. I can teach you. I need to. I need to get a full course, full self-defense, practical self-defense course put together, filmed. But I'm available to teach. I can teach uh, anybody in the Bay Area. Uh, if you're outside of the Bay Area, we might be able to put together a seminar somewhere in your area. You find a local gym, and uh, I can put that together. Get out there and teach you guys what's up and you know like the thing is like one session is not going to teach you everything because i can teach you the basics but you're going to have to drill you're going to have to be with people and get shit done on your own you have to put yourself through some drills and continue to practice those drills and uh, the biggest thing you need to develop is your damn situational awareness you need to know what's going on what's around you uh, i posted a video on twitter the other day right guys Follow the Twitter, johnfitch.net, and pay attention to some of the stuff I post because I, there's a lady walking to the gas. She pulled in her to get gas, didn't look around her, was walking in, you know, looking in her purse as she walks up to the thing. And there was a guy just kind of hanging out in the in the parking lot of the gas station. Saw her walk up, you know, attacked her. She at least, like, fought back. And it's a great example of fighting back and she didn't know what she was doing. She got slammed on the ground, but she didn't just fold and 
predators and people who attack people generally don't want a hard time. They want to come in, take your stuff, push you around, beat you, and leave. They don't want a hard fight. They don't want it to be difficult. So if you train and you know some shit and you make it a hard fight, there's a good chance that they're going to leave you alone. You should make them regret touching you. Spokane, I can travel, get a group of people, get enough people together, or at least a, a location. I can try to do targeted ads and try to put something together. Yep. MMA press room. Fitch travels all over due to seminars. To do seminars and courses, get a group together, pool your dollars, and contact people to arrange courses. Yes. I can travel. We'll travel, especially if it's, you know, you're in California. It's really easy. If you're outside of California, we can, we can put something together and definitely make it worth everybody's while. I'm saving up. I'm going to get one of those. I'm going to get one of those uh, big padded suits so I can attack people and let them attack me back. <laughs> and it, it, fighting and self-defense is not a fucking movie. It's not the movies. It's not going to look like Bruce Lee or whatever. You're rarely going to be squaring up and throwing punches. If you're in a position where you can square up and throw punches, you already have enough distance to get away. You're already farther enough away from the person to get away. I don't agree with standing there and throwing punches, throwing kicks. It's not a sport. If you want a sport fight, join a gym, do some smokers, spar, do some amateur fights, maybe go, go pro. If that's really what you want to do, if you really want to fight, do some sport fighting. If you want to do self-defense, you need to learn how to hand fight. You need to learn how to grapple. You need to know how to uh, pummel. You need to know how to cl clinch somebody up, push them away, get away that's what you need to do. You need to be able to force the clinch. If you are running away or backing away and they're throwing that universal punch, there's a good chance they're going to land it. If you are in shape, which you should be, if you're training and you're practicing this stuff, you should be in some kind of shape. And most people are fat. Most people are lazy. Most people do not have the cardio to do shit. You need to be a level above them. If you really want to be safe, you really want to keep your family safe, you're going to need to be in some kind of physical shape. Okay. Good news for you is it doesn't take much to be well above the average person in the U.S. right now. Something, what is it, like 60% of people are obese or overweight? Right? Most people do not have the cardio to last a minute of a conflict. If you can force the clinch, tie them up, make them work, they're going to throw up on themselves because they can't, they can't do anything else. They're done. Leave the flea says like the dude on movie, a perfect getaway says he clocks out the emergency exits whenever he enters a place. And it's how he survived a plane crash situation. It's a good point. You should, you should know where the exits are. You should know where people are. You should know uh, 
objects that you can put in between you and whoever the other person is. Most fights, it's a drunk person. Most times if you're at the bar, it's a drunk person who's having a bad day. Or it's somebody who's emotional over some bullshit. You cut them off, stepped on their shoe, whatever. Uh, or it's somebody who is insecure and they're trying to show off that they're some kind of uh, big tough guy. You look at his girl wrong or whatever shit. And he, he's got to prove to everybody how badass he is. Those are all things that can be avoided. They can be de-escalated. You can put something in between. You put the table. Put a table, put a chair. Just put something in between you. Say, man, just leave me alone. Go away. I don't want any trouble. It's one of the biggest things. You don't have to square up and throw hands with somebody. If you want to be that person, then join a gym and turn professional. Okay? That's, that's one thing. Uh, the Diaz's, right? They like to fight. But the, when's the last time you heard about the Diaz is really getting in the street fight, right? They, they don't even go out and pick fights in the street. They know better. If they really want to fight, they'll, they'll, they'll arrange a fight. They'll arrange a fight at the highest level, fight somebody who's trained. Hundred percent gambling. First guy to land the first hard punch a lot of times wins. That's not the best fighter. And then you break your hand. Yep, that windmill right hand. Hundred percent. And that's what I call that windmill right hand is what I call the um, universal punch. Everybody knows the universal punch. It's just like throwing a ball. If you know how to throw a ball, you know how to throw the universal punch. Almost everybody everybody knows how to throw that one. All around the world, everybody can throw a universal punch. Your, your first stage should be situational awareness and not letting that person even get in range to throw the universal punch. But then once he's in range, like you should be talking to him the whole time. Wait, man, I don't have any problems. Why are, you, why are you bothering me? Don't come to me. Leave me alone. If they break that, that, that uh, distance where they can hit you, force to clinch. Beat them, beat them in the clinch. Tie them up. Make them tired. Yep, most American dudes are fat. MMA will get into fight shape. It's not even MMA. It's, I mean, self-defense. Blame. Is it true you can go to jail for knocking someone out? What if uh, it's equal force to their threat? Self-defense. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. It really is a gamble because uh, knocking them out, you could they could fall, hit their head, and die. Well, then there's a good chance you get manslaughter charges because you killed somebody. Even if he was the attacker, he was the aggressor. It's going to come down to what are the laws in the state, city, and county you're in? Who's the judge? How good's your lawyer? How good is the prosecuting attorney? How good, if it goes to trial, how, how, what are those? What's the attitude of the, the jury people? Because there are some very soft people who will think that. Oh my God, like you should never fight ever. You should just let whatever happened happen and everything will be okay afterwards. So you can get in a lot of trouble defending yourself. So if you punch somebody and a lot of stuff that I teach is ways to prevent you from going into that escalated, I'm throwing elbows and knees and headbutting you. Okay. If you can tie them up, pummel them, snap their head down. That's a big one. I like, like you can force clench, you can frame snap their head down, get their hands on the mat. Like nobody's going to be too like, oh, well, he showed a lot of restraint because you're not hitting somebody. 
You're not kicking somebody. It looks a lot worse. And to a jury or a judge, it looks a lot worse rather than, oh, he, he snapped him down. He wrestled him down to the ground, not taking him down. I'm not hitting a double leg. It's very different. Snap somebody down, putting their hands on the mat, and I'm, I'm standing over them, pushing their head down. That's much different. If that guy gets back up and comes at me again, and, and, and I've already done that to him once or twice, trying to defuse the situation, talking him down the whole time I'm, I'm doing this, Everybody else is seeing that I'm trying to avoid the conflict. That guy keeps attacking me. Well, if if that happens and then I lay him out, now you have a bunch of witnesses saying, hey, man, he, he tried to defuse the situation several times, and the other guy just kept coming at him. He didn't have a choice. Now you have a much better chance in that court case. Rather than, you know, Joe Schilling could be in trouble. You guys saw that video. The guy, the guy flinched at him, you know, and then Joe three-pieced him. Knock the dude out. What's the judge going to think of that? What's the judge say, think? What's the jury maybe thinking to think? How's the prosecutor's going to going to going to come after him with that? I don't want to roll the dice. I don't want to take that chance. Yeah, charges piled against you, liable in criminal court, civil court also. Favorite martial arts movie star? I don't know, man. Uh, Van Dam was always good. Uh, Nate, uh, Jason Statham, when he does martial arts stuff, it's pretty cool. Uh, man, the Russo and Karate Kid, there's a lot of good ones. Seagal, um, The only time people have ever tried to fight me was at house parties or bars with lots of alcohol. Yes. It's always so it's drunk people making bad decisions and it's always like testosterone fueled pride. Whatever. Just de-escalate, make a joke, compliment the shirt, and then and leave. Go go talk to somebody else, go talk to girls. It's not it's really not worth it. Uh, I probably will. I'll probably watch the Diaz Larry match. Why not? I'm not going to listen to any of the bullshit leading up to it or any of the hype or the commentators, but I'll watch the fight. Uh, it's really, yeah, the bars and clubs, it's really just about avoidance. You know, you got to, you got to feel people's energies. You got to see how people are looking and know what time it is at the club when it's closer to closing time and you got guys, you know, when the guys haven't picked up a girl at the club yet, and it's getting close in the closing time, there's a good chance they're gonna they're gonna be ready to fight. They either want to find a chick to hook up with, or they want to fight somebody because they're frustrated. Yeah, lounges, lounges, less fights, and a lot, and that's a big thing. Like, what what music's playing will dictate a lot of uh, whether or not there's fights. And that comes from experience as, as somebody who works security at a lot of bars. You know, if they're playing gangster rap at that bar, there's a much higher probability that people are going to fight. Rather, if it's like house music, like house music, nobody fights for house music. Like it's like a it's like a trance music that, you know, everybody's probably on MDMA or Coke or something anyways. But it's very rarely are there fights. Uh, 
bodyguard in LA. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm, I, I gotta be in, I gotta be here in uh, San Jose. Kids are here. Primus played. That's cool. My name is Mud. Yeah, yeah, my name is Mud. Primus. Yeah, the uh, the bass player. He's pretty less Claypool. He's pretty masterful. Yep, master. Yeah, it's always over girls. It's always somebody uh, amogging FML on his chest trying to get girls but it's really just you know somebody who doesn't understand how to get girls so he's just frustrated sexually frust sexual frustration yeah most guys fight over chicks it's a and it's it's a yeah it's a uh hierarchy type of thing masculine hierarchy well i don't know how to talk to chicks so i'm just gonna beat everybody up and then they'll love me but some girls, they like that shit, man. They get uh, they get turned on by the violence. They they like the conflict, the the emotional roller coaster. Be be careful, of those girls that are too uh, too into that emotional roller coaster, because <laughs> it'll never end. They always need that spike, sexual frustration, hundred percent. What's up, Leah? Yeah, Stewie. Hope things are good. Yep, fighting for pride is the stupidest thing forever. If you want you want pride, you want to have pride, achieve something. Achieve something. Work hard to achieve something. Actual work and effort into achieving something. You don't achieve anything from winning a bar fight, a street fight. You win nothing. Yeah, it was awesome and I'm badass. No, you're not. You're a dumb fuck. You're stupid. You're possibly going to get sued. Civil court. You're possibly going to jail. Get a record on your fucking get it get it on your record. Now you can't have can't get jobs. What are you doing? If you really want to fight for pride, become a professional. Become a professional. Become a professional. If you're if you want to fight for pride, there's no like, oh, I'm beating up other fat, you know, uh, college dorks. Oh, I'm such a tough guy. I've won so many street fights. You're a dork. You're a dork. You're a loser. There's no pride in that. It's a joke. I look down on you. If you're, I'm a street fighter. I fight in the street. No. If you didn't do it for real, that's not for real. That's some, if you fought up some, some guy who's fat and out of shape and you have a record against fat, out of shape losers. Great job. You're so impressive. Nope. Start fighting professionally or join the military. Join the military and go kill people. Do something that actually is uh, respectful. Thank you very much. I will keep it up. Got to keep people strong. Yeah. I'm blushing. Oh, that's a good point, too. You got you got a uh, you got battery or some kind of you know fighting with people you can't you can't you can't even apply for a concealed carry. It's a good point there, Adam. All pro, always uh, saying here. Um, how hard is it to match up uh, for your first amateur fight? 
it would be hard to know how good the opponent is. I imagine could be anywhere from trash to future champ. Yeah, you're, you're right. I'm not a big fan of amateur fighting at all. Um, I think you're better off uh, finding a good gym, competing as an amateur in jujitsu, wrestling, that type of stuff. And um, even like the, the kickboxing and boxing can be a little lopsided sometimes. But at least there's more safety protocols in those amateurs. You know, the headgear and the glove size, the round stuff. You can end up fighting um, amateur MMA and it's like everything's the normal rule set, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah. just you're not getting paid so be careful with the amateur but you need to find a good gym good trainers people on the team who know that you've had people looked out for you you need to know about the promoter and the promotion you're working for and how they are with matchmaking making sure they're not going to feed you to somebody just to sell tickets and get you beat up because people like seeing people get beat up yeah you have to really really be careful do your do your homework it's a game of pimps and hoes, and if you're the fighter, you are the hoe, okay? Everybody's making money off of you. The Flea says, I know this neighbor of mine wants to fight and attack me last month, so I tried to avoid him. Got nothing to prove. It's because I hit on his chick, though, like two years ago. Yeah, if he's that insecure, that you know, somebody's going to take his chick, yeah, avoid, avoid, avoid. But I will also say um, if it's a situation where he's relentlessly harassing you, there's a point. There's a point. You got to draw a line. If he's constantly messing with you, messing with your stuff, instigating things into your life, try to go about everything you can in a uh, legal way. But at a certain point, you may need to uh nip nip that in the bud i would keep a journal of events anytime something happened things happen keep a record of it make reports call the police say, hey man yeah this guy did this again just so that they have a record of you complaining about it that way if he gets in your face one too many times Cause you shouldn't have to live in fear. You shouldn't have to live in a situation where you're like, fuck man, I gotta like, I gotta wait five minutes more. I wait an hour longer to make sure he leaves before I can leave. Otherwise he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, talk shit or try to attack me in the driveway. You shouldn't have to live your life in fear, but prepare, prepare for the day where you, you, you have to draw the line. So you should have a, a log of all the interactions you have with him. You should have witnesses that know that this is happening. You should have reports to the police here and there about, hey, man, this guy keeps threatening me. He keeps saying stuff. I just want you guys to know if something happens, like have a record of this. Is this going to be recorded? Record your own phone calls talking to the police. Uh, keep a log. Keep a history of it. That way, if anything happens, if the day comes where you need to draw the line, you've got plenty of evidence to show you had reason. You had a reason to do that. This person is stalking you. This person is threatening you. He's threatening your family members. He's vandalizing your automobile. Like if you've got 20, 30 incidences that have happened, you're living in fear. 
because you don't know what this dumbass is going to do because he's got small he's got small dick syndrome, small dick energy. You may need to whip his ass. That 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 is a fact. There is a line. Flee. For sure, I just try not to get close to him. I've got a police report showing he's an aggressor, but I don't want to have to street fight. Not scared of him or anything, but like you said, not worth it. Like if you've already got, if you, I have, I would get multiple reports. I would every time there's an incident, just keep stacking reports. And then when it gets to whatever, I, it's I feel for my life. You have a history of things showing that you feared for your life. Poke his eye out, <laughs> headbutt him his finger off like it's not a it's not a nice fight it's not a like oh we're gonna we're gonna abide by boxing rules no it's like leave me alone or i will defend myself to the fullest extent <laughs> yeah says uh my buddy started a fight club come to canada show how it's done <laughs> they pay what's the pay <laughs> all right guys uh a little bit over an hour Thanks for listening in my ramblings about fighting the Fitch Smash system. Right, you can get the nutrition from my book, Wake Up Bible. Right, you don't have to do the wake up part, but the meal plan's in there. It's easy to make adjustments. Amanda, what is a Nubian? What is a Nubian? I introduced my friend Amanda to uh, Chasing Amy, the movie Chasing Amy. If you guys have seen that you might get that reference uh but yeah uh the the resistance band course i have on gumroad that is uh you can follow the link tree in the description the resistance cup that that's that's the resistance band version of my strength training stuff the 12 minute bike course is uh an example of one of the the cardio programs for uh fit smash and then i have stuff on Gumroad. I have stuff on YouTube. I have stuff on Patreon for you guys to follow some of that stuff and try some of that stuff. And uh, um, yeah, guys, reach out. Follow my Twitter, John Fitch dot Joe N dot D O T. Uh, and uh, see some of the stuff I'm posting. I've been posting videos up there, you know, pitch smash stuff in the videos and uh, making comments on other fight videos that I find and see. And then you can DM me about seminars, small groups, private one-on-ones. And I do consultations. I do consultations, uh, red pill stuff, consultations, self-improvement and uh, fight stuff. If you guys need to chat, and learn something i'm available send the dm hit, a, hit up the twitter hit the dm and uh say what's up man i'm here for you guys i'm here to help the the more of you guys who are capable of taking care of yourself and handling shit, the less the world is going to be effed up for me quite honestly if everybody was a lot stronger, a lot smarter, and could critically think a lot better. Things would be going a lot better for for me, right? I should have less stupid people to deal with, less BS to deal with. And then 
you know, if things are easier for me, things are easier for my kids and our life moving forward. Learn to fight, guys. Learn to fight. Okay. Let's play out. Early one morning, making the rounds. Took a shot of cocaine and I shot a woman down. Went right home and I went to bed. Stuck that loving 44 beneath my head. Got up the next morning and I grabbed that gun. Took a shot of cocaine and away I run. Run real good, but I run too slow. They overtook my ass down Juarez, Mexico. Then the hot joints taking the pills. Walked a sheriff from Jericho Hill. Said, Willie your name is not Jack Brown. Hear that dirty hack that shot that bad bitch down. Said, yes, yes, my name is Willie Lee. Got a warrant just to read it to me. Shot her down cause she made me sore. I thought it was her daddy, but she had five more. When I was arrested, I was dressed in black. We're on a train and they took me back. Had no friends to forgo my bail. They slapped my dried up carcass in that county jail. Early next morning, about half past nine. Spot the sheriff coming down the line. Up it coughed as it cleared his throat. Say, come on, you dirty hack, to the district court. To the courtroom, my trial began. Where I was handled by 12 honest men. Just before the jury started out. I've seen that little judge commence to look about. In about five minutes, I walked a man. Holding the verdict in his right hand. Verdict read in the first degree. I hollered, Lordy, Lordy, have mercy on me. The judge, he smiled as he picked up that gun. Nine, nine years in the Folsom pen. Nine, nine years underneath that ground. I can't forget the day I shot that bad bitch down. Come on, you gotta listen to me. Let off that whiskey and let that cocaine Yeah. Go easy on that whiskey, boys. All right. I'll check y'all later. Thanks for tuning in.